conversation about real lives as real moms. No matter what happens, it's probably fine. Hi, and welcome back to the It's Probably Fine podcast. I'm Joy. And I'm Kayla. And today we're going to talk about how it's probably fine to host your very own indoor Olympics this winter with your kids. So we've come to that time of year um, where Midwest winters where we live are just one cold, gray, dreary day after another. And now the holidays are over and spring is nowhere in sight. The kids have ripped open all of their new toys from the holidays and have already grown bored with them. (laughs) And we still have a good solid two months of winter left. Um, So we are here today to talk about ways that we survive those long, cold winter days. And this year, especially the typical winter blues is being compounded by the pandemic and not being able to go places that we normally would in the winter. No Chuck E. Cheese, no bounce houses, no Monkey Joes, no anything inside that would let them get their energy out. Um, So this episode is as much for us to brainstorm ideas for surviving the winter with our children as it is for uh, offering some ideas to all of you. Yeah, (laughs) we can't even go to the library right now. Yeah. Um, Before we get into our list that we've made, though, we do want to point out that it is still so, so important for kids and grownups, of course, to get outside even in the winter. So a lot of a lot of days we just bundle up and go outside, even if it's cold and Um, especially on days where the sun is shining or it's above 40 degrees. (laughs) Uh, But to be honest, I, I mean, I've had my kids playing out in the, um, in the cold down to like the twenties, I think, as long as the wind isn't bad, it's, you know, it's not so bad. They don't care. Um, And obviously we're dressing for the weather. I tell in my, in my day job, I work in fitness and I tell people there are, there is no bad weather. There's only bad clothing. And that, I think that applies for kids too. So Keep that in mind. If you don't know what kind of clothing to put your kids in when it's cold, um, message me on Facebook or Instagram and I can talk you through all the difference between wools and synthetics and all that fun stuff. So um, put warm clothes on and send them outside anyway. But if you have an eight month old (laughs) baby or you just don't want to go outside yourself and you need them to burn energy, we also have things for that. So um, this next kind of section is a list of things to hype up the kids to burn energy. I don't recommend doing this right before nap time. Or (laughs) if you have people who are working from home in the house, this may not be your best time to employ these activities uh, unless you have a really big house and can't hear them stomping three floors away like we can at my parents' house. So um, (laughs) we're talking to you, Elle. Um, So first thing and definitely a favorite of my children are the obstacle courses. Um, so much so to the point that my husband actually built, like went to the hardware store and got a whole bunch of PVC pipe and built them an obstacle course with like a gymnastics bar and these hurdles they could go over and under. And, um, I don't even remember what else is all in there, but we left it set up the entire winter one year and just had that in a little like indoor jungle gym set up in the living room. Um, so needless to say, we weren't like having hosting dinner parties or anything, but <laughs> the kids always had something to do. <laughs> it, it wore them out. So it was great. Well, and if you wanted an easier version of that too, like without all of the, uh, the stuff from the hardware store, 
you could always use um, painter's tape and paint on the, or not paint, but tape on the floor, um, of course, and you could print off or write on a piece of paper, like five jumping jacks, turn around three times. Um, we did this with sidewalk chalk outside during quarantine last year when no one was allowed to go anywhere. Um, but you could also do it around your house, you know, like run down the mm -hmm. hallway when you get to this stop spot, um, you stop and you, you know, do 10 wall push-ups or things like that. So you could do it in a, in an easy DIY way. This is something we do, um, at school also for some kiddos who need to get, get some energy out. Another one that our kiddos love, um, and educators know lots about go noodle, or you can even find some awesome dance videos or just dance kids videos on YouTube. Um, but we like to have dance parties and we've actually had some virtual dance parties via FaceTime, um, with your kiddos. And Em still talks yep. about that. Like, can we do that again? We haven't done that for a while. <laughs> that was so much fun. And then we just let the kids take turns picking which song they dance to and they can see each other at the same time. So it was lots of fun. So I highly recommend dance parties or um, virtual dance parties with family and friends if you can too. Yeah, that is one that um, before O was born, there was two weeks where I was at home with the older two and didn't leave the house and didn't have anyone over, like literally bought groceries before, was absolutely quarantined. And that was one that was a daily for us. So that was super helpful. And, and also like totally uh, like selfish reason for having something like a virtual dance party is that all I had to do was push play and the kids were being entertained by your child. And so it was almost like, it's not, it's not babysitting, but I have had them call their grandparents before and done like showed them things virtually from school or whatever. And I could step out of the room for a second, but I needed to. So that's another way to use that. Yep. Um, we also do a lot of Pour is Lava, uh, not the kind of game show they had on Netflix, which was terrible. Did you ever watch that show? No, I did not. Don't, don't watch it. It was <laughs> like, it was one of those things that was so bad you couldn't look away. So, um, but a the kids, you know, show. it is, it is. Um, but the kids just throw pillows and blankets and stuff on the floor. Sometimes you have to watch what they're using as stepping stones on the floor, but, um, <laughs> because <laughs> they'll be like using dinner plates and sliding on the floor like actual dinner plates not plastic ones um so there's that but it <laughs> makes them use their brain and be creative and then since our floor is also dog friendly we just end up throwing everything in the wash if they just use the blankets and pillows so easy go. peasy that's right we are all about easy peasy around here <laughs> yep <laughs> Um, so I remember when I was a kid, I guess, I guess my grandma was probably the one I had one of those like small exercise trampolines that I would just bounce on just for fun. Um, and we were actually at like this yard sale or neighborhood sale thing a few years ago and came across a grandma who was selling it because it was fine for her children, but was she was too afraid to let her grandchildren now use it. So she was like, yeah, my kids bounced all over that thing, but no, I can't let my grandchildren. They might get hurt. <laughs> so so typical. She, she was selling it for like $5. So it was quite a steal. And uh, M uses it all the time. He just, it's in our living room next to our couch and whenever, you know, he feels a little antsy and needs to bounce, he just goes in there and sometimes you know, after school or after he's been doing school virtually and stared at a screen too long, he just goes and bounces. 
I believe O took his first bounce on the trampoline the other day too, didn't he? <laughs> he did. He really figured out how to crawl up on it super quickly. It was the coming down. We were all a little nervous if he was going to tumble off onto the floor and hit his head. Um, and all three kiddos were doing like a bounce and flip roll onto the couch thing. That was super fun. Yep. Yep. So we thought one of them one. was going to break their necks. So they're, they're more flexible than we are. So we just have to accept that. So there are some risks that come along with the indoor trampoline situation, I guess. But Disclaimer here. Yeah. Use all of these uh, ideas at your own risk. <laughs> but they will wear your kids out. That's true. Um, another one that we do that ends up like it for, starts out as a creative activity that's a little bit calm, but it always ends up just into some imaginary game is building forts. You would think that that's something where like you build a fort and then you want to go crawl in it and watch a movie, but that's not a thing that my kids do is sit down and watch a movie unless I turn it on and put them in front of it. Um, which is good. I'm, I'm grateful that they are active kids, but, um, that's a building forts is a, is a kind of a time suck of an activity because <laughs> they have to move all the furniture, you know, the chairs around, they have to find the blankets and all that stuff. So it takes a little bit of uh, space, but it, they've they've found some creative things to use to build their forts, and it requires them to work together. And it's something they actually do well working together versus other activities they end up like fighting about. So um, that's a nice one for using up some energy. Yeah, fort building with the only child doesn't always <laughs> become the enjoyable <laughs> you, experience. You end up doing it all. <laughs> yeah, and then we don't do it the right way or his way, and then he's mad because, no, that's not what I wanted. That's not how it's supposed to go. You're doing it all wrong. Or um, the one that really frustrates him is when he gets it all set up, you know, with pillows and blankets. Well, our dogs also love to snuggle with all the pillows uh -huh. and blankets, so they will come and try to lay on top of the fort and collapse it, and it's all very dramatic, so. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so something we like to do, um, M got for Christmas, he asked for skates because E got skates for her birthday <laughs> last year, and so anything E does, M wants to do. Um so he, and then we also have uh, like a hand-me-down scooter, like the Razor scooters and um, some remote control cars. So things that we like to do normally outside, um, like in the driveway or in front of our house. We, um, in the wintertime, I just back my car out of the garage and um, he likes to play those things and do all those things in the garage. It can get a little cold in there because we don't have like a super well insulated garage, but it's still better than being outside and drier and all that. So. We spend a lot of time in the garage these days. Yeah, we're actually doing that tomorrow for L. We're having a, I don't know, I'm calling it his birthday party, but you know, it's my parents who we live with <laughs> right now and my in-laws um, who we see on a regular basis are coming over and we're going to have tacos and food and stuff. And, um, but I did get a whole bunch of balloons. So it's a party. Okay. But one of the things we're going to do is um, put all the space heaters out in the garage in the morning so that we can warm it up a little bit and then let the kids take the scooters and skates and cars and stuff out there and hopefully make all the noise out there and then the adults can sit inside and it'll be, it'll just work out perfectly because it always does. <laughs> and you know, they don't care. 
<laughs> they do, do not care what kind of party nope. it consists of as long as there is some sort of fun activity and some sort of sweets, cupcakes or cakes or something. Yep. It's the best day ever. That's what Emma well, says. Well, if you follow our uh, Instagram stories, I put a picture of my cake decorating skills on there and you, I mean... You'll probably oh, be jealous. Those cupcakes are top notch. I saw <laughs> that picture today. I am jealous. I will say that your um, balloon and photo booth setup was quite impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Cupcake I'm, I'm decorating left <laughs> something to be desired. <laughs> At least I photo spelled booth. it right. Photo booth was top notch. You don't know how many times I had to count out how many cupcakes I had <laughs> to make sure I was doing make it right. Make sure you spelled happy birthday correctly. Yeah, man. My brain is still not, it's not there yet. But <laughs> yeah, so the party is going to be basically the same stuff that we always do, but there are balloons. <laughs> it's a party then. It'll and cupcakes. Work. Yeah. Um, a smaller spaced activity that we do a lot inside that burns up some energy is actually just some real basic Simon Says. Um, so we do Simon Says at home, but we also, I use this a lot when we're waiting in line for things. Um, and I don't care who is watching and what they think. If they think me entertaining my kids is annoying to them, I'm really, really sorry. But it's better than the alternative. Trust me, okay? If you don't have kids and you <laughs> see someone out in public playing Simon Says with their children, feel free to laugh along. You can play. You can even come play Simon Says with us as long as you stay six feet away. Okay. Um, so when we are in line at stores or, like, for example, at REI, they have a quota of who, how many people can go in the store. So you have to wait outside. And so there's always, like, lines in the sidewalk. And so it'll be Simon Says walk along this line or Simon says, jump on the line or whatever. And that keeps them in the same spot and it keeps them entertained for up to like 15 to 20 minutes. Like we're pretty hardcore Simon says players now. So that's pretty intense. Easy. Yeah. You got to get creative about the things you're doing though. You can't just be like Simon says, touch your toes. You got to do stuff all at the same time. Like Simon says, stand on one foot. Simon says, pull your ear while you're on one foot. Simon says, yeah, you got to stack it. Ooh. That you know, tricky. That's a skills. <laughs> that is no beginner. Simon says that's no, definitely a, no. an advanced you keep level. Their level. <laughs> if if they don't lose the game, you played it wrong. <laughs> Good to know. I will remember that. So I think I've talked before about how our house is full of large dogs. We have. <laughs> Three dogs, one of which is only about two years old. So she's definitely the puppy of the crew and has lots of energy too. So we have to find ways to entertain her sometimes in the winter too. Um, so a way that we keep him and the puppy busy are um, they play fetch together through the house down the hallway. So he'll take one of her favorite toys and throw it down the hallway and she'll take off after it. She usually gets to the end of the hallway and turns and slams her body into the wall <laughs> and kicks the rug through out, out of the hallway. And it, it turns into this whole big mess, but they usually entertain each other for a good long while. And then she gets so excited about the game that he's playing with her and that it's just fun that she starts doing like puppy runs around the house and just like literally slamming her body off one wall, down the hallway, off another wall, back and forth. Um, I was in the shower, the bathroom once I had just gotten out of the shower and had to come out. I was like, why are we literally busting through walls out here? Like, what is happening? Who is hurt? No, they were just, just playing and chasing each other around the house. So 
again, uh, can end badly, can be a dangerous game, <laughs> but in our house, it works. It's worth the risk. Yep. <laughs> um, we do sometimes some uh, Nerf gun target practice. As much as I tried to avoid having Nerf guns or really like any kind of guns in the house for um, the first few years we had kids, every time... Uh, Elle would pick something up, whether it was a stick or a piece of that PVC pipe <laughs> or whatever. He would turn it into what he calls a shooter because I was like, it's not a gun, buddy. He's like, it's a shooter, like in the like a superhero shooter. I don't know. They shoot lasers or something in the shows he's watching. Sure. Anyway, so everything's a shooter. And so finally I was like, all right, fine. He can get Nerf guns, but there are rules about the Nerf guns, like no pointing them at people and all that stuff. So as an alternative, my husband now we'll set up um, targets like you would set up for like a BB gun in the back where you in the backyard we have like cans set up. He'll set up plastic cups and they can shoot their Nerf darts at the plastic cups or at um, like a circle on the wall or whatever. They shoot them at the windows. They don't stick like the, the ones with the suction cups. They don't stick as well as they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so they yeah have target practice now. So Nice. Whatever, as long as you're not shooting them at your sister's eyeballs, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, M has some Nerf guns, but he inevitably gets them taken away almost immediately every time because <laughs> he just goes too far every time. That's yeah. just that's my kid, man. If you give him an inch, he's going to take a mile, and then he's going to be really upset about it that he loses the privilege or the toy or whatever. But he's going to test the boundaries and see what happens. <laughs> At least he knows where they are. That's true. That's true. True. We do try to be very consistent, but um, so one that we've that we play here and that we really enjoy is uh, good old hide and seek indoors. And I have to admit, I was incredibly proud of my hiding spot when I realized (laughs) that in our small hallway linen closet, there's actually enough room for me to fit between the shelves and the door. So the shelves nice. sit back just a tiny bit from from the uh, door frame, and so I was able to like, <gasps> like suck in and squeeze in the dark little linen closet. Um, and he didn't find me for a long time. It was kind of, kind of nice and Very quiet nice. in there. So yeah, he should have taken a snack. <laughs> I should have. I think he started to get worried a little bit because he couldn't find me. Another really good one was we have a like a we had a pile of pillows and blankets on this chair. It's like a it's not quite as big as a love seat, but you know this nice big chair. And so I crawled underneath them, so it just looked like the pile of pillows and blankets. And he walked by me several times, and never found me. Went and got his dad to help him. He's like, I can't find mommy anywhere. <laughs> And after they walked by me about the second time, I busted out and like, Um, so it was really fun. But yeah, hide and seek is we don't have that many places to hide. So so it's not, you know, it doesn't always last forever. But um, when you can find a really good hiding spot, like it's like, yeah, mom, win. I would have fallen asleep under the pile of blankets. So yeah. (laughs) I didn't actually. I was so I was so impressed with myself when I found such a good hiding spot that they kept walking past me that uh, that I didn't relax. You're yeah. just enjoying yourself too much. That's good. a little That's bit. Good. I got I got pretty into the game that time. <laughs> well, we have a new game. 
Um, it's called Chase the Baby. And this is a game where O, who started crawling at like four months or something ridiculous. Yeah, I think it was four because I think six is when you're supposed to. He crawled early. And so he's now eight months old and he's very fast. And he will sit down and if, um, so O sits on the floor because he's obviously the baby. And then if E and L sit down with him, they'll get on all fours and they'll like make him the giggle and stuff like that and like really rile him up and then he knows that his part in the game is to run away from them and so he will just go shoot down the hallway you know crawling as fast as his little baby legs will carry him and so then the other two crawl like making all this noise you know like a parent would stomp chasing their kid to make them feel like they're going faster well they do that but on all fours so it's the dog water that he always goes for and so they'll pick him up and carry him away from it and then they'll put him down and be like oh don't go don't go and then they chase him and and then they get him by the dog water and they pick him up and then they set him down and then the other thing that he really likes is the stairs because he's eight months old so why wouldn't he want to climb up the (laughs) stairs every day so then he'll run over or crawl over really fast to the dog water and so this is this game goes on between the dog water and the stairs and all three of them on hands and knees Uh, today they did it for 45 minutes it was great and That's my amazing. dad, my poor dad was like, are they always this loud? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. Yes. But at least it's happy loud and not fighting loud. So we're going to let it happen. Right. And then the baby went and took a nap. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Mom win. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so one of M's uh, biggest love languages is touch. And so I think we could probably wrestle with him all day and it would still not be enough like um we will take turns like going in our bed so we have a king size bed so you know nice big space and like wrestle and like throw each other down on the bed and like pillow fight and um just pretend to tackle each other and i'm like okay buddy we're we're pretty beat we need a break like mommy will go first and then I'll take a break and then daddy will go and he'll take a break. And he's like, can we wrestle again? Is it time again? Are you guys rested? Is it, are you ready? We're like, we're dead. Like my husband the next day, he's like, man, my back really hurts (laughs) from all that wrestling yesterday. Um, But yeah, M just can't get enough of it. It's one of his favorite indoor things to do. If we uh, ever get back into doing activities post pandemic, I think that's one that we may have to look into for him as a, a sport that he would enjoy because he's very much into the the wrestling and the play fighting. So that's all of L's. I was just gonna say that's Elle's go to. Like if I say that E and I are gonna go have a girls' day and Elle and Daddy are gonna have a boys' day, I'll ask him what he's gonna do for their boys' day, and he's like, We're just gonna wrestle and eat snacks. <laughs> sounds like a perfect boys day yeah that sounds exactly (laughs) like what they would do too we have to like put the baby gate up in our bedroom door or or close the door because the dogs get really riled up when they see and hear the wrestling and then they either want to like protect one of us or they want to Mm -hmm. get in on it but their version of wrestling is always not nice (laughs) no it's it's rougher than ours for sure so, uh, yeah, we have to make sure that the dogs don't get involved in the wrestling because they are, yeah, they're uh, they're pretty intense. <laughs> uh, so all of those activities, while fun and um, can help your kiddos burn lots of energy in the wintertime, 
definitely don't help them calm down. <laughs> they are loud, busy games. Um, so we also tried to come up with a few ideas for calmer activities or quiet time, maybe before nap or before bedtime when you, you still want them to uh, be a little busy and not just like, I don't know, bored. I'm bored. It's cold. Can, what are we going to do today? <laughs> um, but yeah, some quiet activities to still keep their minds going and keep them happy and uh, entertained, but maybe a little less boisterous in case you're living with your parents <laughs> and they've just had <laughs> enough of the loud games. In case there's a scenario where you would ever be living with your parents with all your kids. <laughs> oh, wait. So top of the list for this is screen time. And I know people have conflicting feelings about TVs and tablets and kids and all that. And that's fine. And you do you. But I'm telling you that in wintertime, especially like January, February, and you add a pandemic to it and you've got all this, like you can't go anywhere or do anything and you're working from home. And if you need your kid to watch TV, then more power to you. And I hope they sit still and be quiet for you. So <laughs> TV is a perfectly acceptable, calm down activity. We try to read books before the kids go to bed um, on a school night, but on weeknights, I can't, I'm not lying to you. Like Friday nights, I'm like, it's six o'clock. Let's turn a movie on. <laughs> you know, like every time they're ready to go to bed on weekends and turn and shows on. Or when um, if L is home and O is napping and I have to work, tablets, man. He that's the time he gets to use his tablet. I will say that he doesn't get to use it other times, and so that makes it more of an incentive for him to actually sit and use his tablet versus getting distracted by other things. But um, so that's helpful for me in my personal situation, but yeah, I'd say screen time is acceptable. Yeah, we, we are usually try to, um, keep our screen time at a minimum for M, but with this whole pandemic situation and being stuck at home and working from home, a lot of those rules kind of went out the window and we kicked it into survival mode. And yeah, like you said, when you're working and yeah. I've seen a lot of, um, parents and families working when I'm working with my kiddos at school uh, virtually right now and like they're trying their best to do their work and also make sure their kids are doing their work and if they've got multiple kiddos at home like it's just a lot it's a lot for everyone to manage and so yeah tablets and tvs are happening a lot more than um, even in our own house than than we normally do but no shame no judgment Everyone is just doing their best to survive right now. Uh, so one that we do that um, has always helped him nap, especially now. So he's kind of past the nap stage for the most part. He's an early riser, no matter what, no matter mm -hmm. what day, no matter what time he goes to bed, whether it's a school day or a Saturday, he's an early riser. And some days we can just tell like he's not ready to get up yet. But that's his routine and that's his wake up time. And so um, we will take a drive in the afternoon. And that's the only way we can usually get him to doze off for a little bit. Um, this is also one that my husband and I have done for years. So for the first six years of our relationship, I think uh, we lived in a condo and we knew we wanted a house. We knew we wanted a yard. We wanted more space. And so we would just go for drives um, even before we had a baby and look at houses and just kind of 
think about what we wanted and dream and uh, plan for the future. And so now, even though we love the home we live in, we still go look at houses and talk about <laughs> like what our dream home would be and what we would buy if, if money were no object, of course. <laughs> um, I'm looking for a house. So if you find one. <laughs> yeah. There's not a whole lot out there right now. I know. And I'm what so there is, aware. it's way above either one of our budgets. So. Yeah. Oh, well. Sorry. Someday. Um, yeah. And you also, I know you guys are big fans of the Christmas light drives when that's a thing. So yes. that's another, not right now, but last month. Yes. For sure. Free Christmas. Pretty much from Halloween till New Year's, we are in Christmas mode in this house. At least <laughs> and I. And, don't um, lie. I just was at your house last week and the Christmas tree is still up. <laughs> oh, we need all the cheer that we can muster at, at this point. So we're leaving that bad boy up for a while. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, again, thrown, I guess. no shame, no judgment. Everyone's just no, trying not, to survive. Not, you're right. You're right. You're right. I just needed the space. It was the Christmas tree or the rocking chair. And I chose the rocking chair. <laughs> so. All right. I'll give you that. Thanks. Thanks. Um, <laughs> So we do in our house, I'm sure this is, this has to be an age thing. Like at elementary school ages, surely everybody's doing arts and crafts, right? As you're one of your calm down things. Mm -hmm. So we have um, just an insane amount of arts and crafts supplies. And then I have like old stickers and scrap paper and stuff like that. And I just let them go for it. And um, some days paint is even an option depending on how, much I need them to sit in one place so that's yeah. one of those activities that I reserve for if I have a phone call or something for work and they're home for some reason um then I'll let them pull out the paint and just like get after it so arts and crafts are I think you can find something for everybody in that category uh there's a fake snow I think is what it's called or easy snow I don't know I came in this little bitty jar um, and it was like a white powder and, um, I think I got it like super discounted. So I'm like, sure, why not? Let's try it. And it has been the most amazing busy bucket for M. So we dumped it into the bucket. And if you add the right amount of water, it makes like a gallon of this fake snow. And so we just put it in this like tote, this like small bucket with a lid on it. And he played with it and it's super like calming and sensory, almost like a sand table type feeling. Um, and he puts a couple cars in it. I didn't let him put his good cars in it. Cause I'm like, that's going to get all stuck inside there <laughs> and you'll never get it out. Um, so I let him put like three of his broken monster trucks in there and he makes <laughs> ramps and he just drives around in circles and he just kind of like squeezes it through his fingers and it has been incredibly calming for him. And he will sit for 20, 30 minutes at the table just with this bucket, just, you know, building different things and, and smushing his trucks in it and then smoothing it out again. He had the that little jar. He said it was a steamroller and was like rolling out, <laughs> making it flat like a road. And then he would, I don't know, he was just doing all kinds of stuff with it. So, uh, yeah, if you can find the easy snow for kiddos. I highly recommend that as, as something to keep them busy and calm. My in-laws have, um, those water beads. Have you seen uh, those? 
Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, not, you can't shape them, but the idea of like adding water and then it being a sensory thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot about those. My kids will sit and play with those for a really long time. And then (laughs) he started popping them one day. I was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You're not supposed to do that. What happened? (laughs) I've never popped a water. They just like, they just kind of like dissolve, but I was afraid. I wasn't sure what was inside of it. And so I was afraid that it would stain something or whatever, but because it's basically a bucket full of water or like wet things, we usually do it in the kitchen or the bathroom or outside when it's nice out anyway. So it was fine, but yeah. also you have to pay for those. So (laughs) I don't want to like ruin them all and have to buy them again. So So I think, yeah, same idea, sensory stuff. Yes. There's, I mean, obviously Play-Doh is a, is a great one too. If you don't have carpet, (laughs) (laughs) um, but the kinetic sand is great too, or they make the, like that foam stuff. Yeah. Like the little foam balls, but it's got something, some kind of sticky, colorful stuff to keep it all together. So any of those kind of, or silly putty, any of those kind of calming sensory things that kiddos can just manipulate. It's also great for fine motor skills, teacher tip. Um, Great working on those little hand muscles when they're working with that stuff and they love it too. So, but do keep track of where your children go with it because L being L went off with some silly putty and wanted to keep it and didn't want me to, because when the, when Play-Doh dries out, I throw it away and that's like very traumatic for him for some reason, (laughs) even though I buy him more Play-Doh when it dries out, you can't play it anymore anyway. So he thought I was going to do that with the silly putty. So I, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. And we were at somebody's house and I was like, I'm really sorry. I, I'm sure I'll find it like worried that it was going to be in her carpet. Right. I found it a week later <laughs> doing the laundry Oh no! <laughs> found it in his pocket. So yeah. So his pants are silly puttied shut and <laughs> it thankfully didn't come out of his pocket in the wash. Cause I'm not sure what would have happened. I'm sure it would have, I would have had to throw away whatever clothes. So yeah. he still wears those pants and every time he puts them on, he's like, mama, there's something in my pocket. And I'm like, yeah, it's silly putty. So <laughs> just deal with it, man. And now your pockets are not throwing that, away. Yeah. I'm not throwing away perfectly good <laughs> pants because you put silly putty in them when I told you not to. So do, do be aware that that's an option for a possibility. <laughs> there are risks involved with many of these activities. Yes. Yes, there are. We'll just say that over and over every time. Yes. Yes, I think anything that involves kids, there's some sort of risk involved. That is true. That's true. <laughs> um, another calm, quiet activity we like in our house is puzzles. So um, Em can do like the 42 piece and 24 piece and all those on his own pretty well. Um, but he's actually helped me with some like 300, 500 piece puzzles too. So, um, you know, obviously needs a little more help with that one once we get started. But uh, he can, he likes to, I did a, a friends one with all the friends characters, <laughs> a collage of friends moments. And um, he recognized all their faces quite well and could help me figure out where they went. Um, Cause there was lots of little different pictures and different scenes. So, uh, but yeah, we, we enjoy the puzzles. The only problem with the larger puzzles is then we can't have dinner at the dinner table. <laughs> we decide to finish it and then also put it away so motivation (laughs) um we my all-time favorite uh calming 
game is the quiet game. Yes, the <laughs> traditional um, everyone has to be quiet until someone talks game. And we most often play this in the car because when they're just like picking on each other and I know it's going to escalate into an argument and then I'm going to get all mad and then we're all going to be in a mood because you know how it goes. I uh, just say like who wants to play the quiet game and I give them it's not like so we whenever I want them to do something together I say teamwork and it means that it's basically all or nothing like everybody does it well or nobody does it and so sometimes like getting ready for bed on time is teamwork and sometimes um eating dinner is teamwork and uh, sometimes it's not it's just usually when I like get into a situation where there's a time limit on something I'll tell them it's teamwork and then they help each other out so the quiet game is almost always teamwork because if there's a loser and a winner in the car, it's a whole thing. And I'll tell them when the clock says one, five, three, you guys win all together. And the baby always loses. And that's fine. Cause it's all <laughs> giggles and fun. Um, but it does give me that like five minutes of no sensory input besides either driving or just riding in the car and I think my husband appreciates it too. <laughs> so we we also play the quiet game. We're part of the team. Nice. <laughs> so um, it's that's that's a favorite for the car. I usually reserve that only for the car, so I don't overuse it. Quiet is a special commodity when you have kids around. <laughs> yeah, I got these ear canceling headphones or ear canceling. <laughs> yeah, noise canceling. That would be the thing. <laughs> noise canceling headphones for Christmas and they're like brilliant it's like a vacation it's great can't Can't even hear the kids screaming and fighting I can't I can't the the monitor lights up when one of them is screaming so I know where they are and what they're doing but turn it around and you can't see it you won't even know yeah it'd be like a vacation (laughs) mini vacation um we are big fans of bath time so sometimes when we've just like been stuck at home all day and there's nothing to do and he's getting antsy and probably needs a bath anyway, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you want to take a bubble bath? <laughs> and he will play in there with his toys and cups. And again, it's it's also a, one of those sensory experiences. So it's calming and the water feels good. And then you add the bubbles to it. Um, I know E is a fan of the bath bombs. So, Mm -hmm. um, but he will sit in there and play for a good 30, 40 minutes and then we just wash at the end. And now we've checked two things off the list. Um, we've played and we've washed. So yeah, baths are a a good time filler when you need to just make it to bedtime some nights. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That works for all the kids. I mean, even the baby, if I need him to stay awake until his bedtime because you know baby sleep routines and all that jazz uh I put him in the bath and that is his favorite place to be he loves splashing he keeps trying to stand up in the tub but you know (laughs) it's at least it it keeps him happy and awake versus me trying to entertain him and him screaming at me um until his actual bedtime so uh we also another just kind of classic game that we play a lot of times in the car or in when we used to go to restaurants, um, (laughs) when we were waiting, you know, for the food or to be seated or whatever. Uh, 
And let's be totally honest. I only ever took my kids to restaurants when it was somebody's birthday or something anyway, because who (laughs) wants to take your kids to a nice restaurant? No one. Um, At least, I don't know how you, maybe other people's kids don't do the things mine do. But anyway, I spy is a great way to get them to sit still and to play the game. And then they also um, like, I don't know, you, you kind of notice them getting more observant because they want to trick each other. And so it's, a. I think that's a skill that you learn. And I, that's, you know, one of those things that you get a nice little benefit from and you get to entertain them and they're sitting mostly. Mm-hmm. Still. We like to play that one in the car, like on road, long road mm-hmm. trips when we're trying to pass the time. We had to have a little talk though about how you have to pick something either inside the car or ahead of us <laughs> down the road. Because if you pick that thing right next to us, by the time I'm guessing it's gone and I can't see it yeah. anymore. So we're getting better at that. But for a while I was like, I don't know. I don't, I, I give up. And he's like, oh, it was that truck we passed back there uh-huh. or that sign or that restaurant, you know, three miles back. Yeah. If we play in the car, it usually has to be inside the car because same thing. It's like, that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so those are all great. I mean, everything we've said so far, you can play as a family or with your kids, you know, as the parent, but also that stuff, a lot of it, they can do on their own, or you can kind of set the situation for them and then they can do most of the thinking or playing themselves. Um, obviously things like bubble baths, we don't recommend you leave your kids in the bathtub by themselves, but you can sit there and read a book or do some, you know, sit on, watch something on your phone or whatever. If you wanted to, if you have older kids, obviously if you have a baby, like, Oh, you're not doing that. But, (laughs) um, but you know, there's a lot of that stuff is things that you can kind of take a second for yourself or, um, catch up on a phone call or something while they're doing. And then there's also the kind of nice thing about winter, even on a regular year is that it does get dark early and I, I, I don't like that in and of itself, but I do like that it makes us not go out and be out with people a whole lot on those weeknights, especially. And so what that ends up looking like for us is that we have a dinner as a family. And then the time after dinner before bed is family time a lot of times. And so, um, so that's when we do activities together. And so one of our favorite things to do as a family is we play games. Um, Uno is the current favorite, uh, but we also have Scrabble Jr. And um, what else did she get for Christmas? Monopoly Jr. And, oh, uh, Trivial Pursuit. We haven't tried that one yet. I don't know if the kids are old enough for it. But uh, so we've been playing card games and dominoes has always been something that the kids get can catch on to pretty quick after dinner before it's time to get ready for bed. And that's a nice kind of transition because it's, there's not a screen involved. It's us sitting together as a family, but it's not dance parties and wrestling. It's kind of that chill transition into bath and bed and all that. And it's great bonding time too. Mm -hmm. Like even though you're playing and having fun and, and entertaining them, it's also, I think, building those relationships. And for our little only child, it's teaching him that sometimes you're going to lose. And sometimes the game's not going to uh-huh. go the way you want. And sometimes it ends with him walking away saying he doesn't want to play. But <laughs> 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 but usually he sees daddy and I playing and still having fun. He decides to come back. But yeah, we, uh, we're big fans of trouble. 
That's oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. My family um, has a long history of playing the game Aggravation, which is essentially trouble. Um, but we have lots of homemade boards in the family and with the marbles and the dice and everything. And uh, my great grandpa actually made several of the boards and I have one. So yeah, trouble is, uh, is his kid the friendly version that I will let him play because that way if he breaks it, it's not like the family <laughs> board that I've had forever. Um, Another one that we started doing a lot more during our time at home last spring was cooking and baking together. Um, Em has always kind of been my my cooking buddy anyway. Um, When my husband worked a second job and was gone a lot in the evenings, we did everything together. So he was, if I was cooking dinner, he was right there with me. And, um, but we started baking and trying more things. And um, when we were not really going out to stores Last year, well, we still don't go out to stores a lot, but we decided to do a lot more homemade things for Mother's Day and Father's Day and birthdays last year. And so we would bake cookies and then deliver them to the grandparents or bake um, cupcakes and deliver them. We did some Paw Patrol cupcakes for, I think, for Father's Day. So um, that became one that that we really enjoy. The only problem is when you cook and bake together, you have all the food in the house unless you're dropping it <laughs> off as presents like we did for some things. But we found that the more we the more we cooked together, the more we ate together. So be cautious with that one. <laughs> Risks apply to all of them. <laughs> right. Uh man. Uh, maybe the only one that risks don't really apply to is this next one, which is just reading books together. Uh, that's we've done we've read books, especially at nighttime, um, to the kids since, I don't know, I may have even done it with E before she was born, just so she could hear my voice, like reading my own books that I was reading. My husband and I are both big readers. We have, um, a lot, like a library's worth of physical books in our storage unit right now, which hopefully one day I'll have built-in bookshelves and be able to put them all out there and read them all again. Um, but we also are regulars, with like the library digital downloads and audiobooks so that was something that we always really wanted to instill for our children um because that's I don't know one of the I think it's one of the best ways to learn about people who aren't like you and cultures who aren't like you and places where that you don't live um and then it's also like I don't know it's just you can go anywhere with a book and so we started reading um to the kids when they're very very young And that is still a favorite family activity. And now my little first grader can read. And so she reads books to her little brothers during the day. If I'm like cooking dinner or something, she'll sit down. Today she's reading something about sharks. I don't don't know. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) they liked it. Um, And so it's, it's really cool to see that being passed on. And I, one of the best, like one of the, coolest things that her kindergarten teacher ever told us was when she did her assessment um, at the end of the year, she said that she could tell that we read a lot as a family, um, which was really cool. So I don't know how she could tell, but (laughs) it was cool. (laughs) The only bad thing about her learning how to read is now she can read your text messages. And (laughs) and she does too. It's awful. Yeah, I can't. And I can't even like spell things out loud to my husband over the dinner table because she 
like can remember it and repeat it back and then figure it out. Mm-hmm. Well, there goes that form of communication. I'll have to move on to sign language. <laughs> we did that not too long ago with M. We were spelling something and he knew he didn't know what we were spelling. Like he knew he was missing out on something. He got very upset and angry and was like, stop spelling words. <laughs> well, this time next year, you won't be able to do that anymore. I know. So. I know. He's catching on quick. Stinky. So everything does come with a risk, even reading books, <laughs> even teaching your kids how to read. Now she can oh, read man. all your business. I didn't think about that. You're right. All of these have risks. <laughs> Uh, so Em and I love all things Christmas. Like I said, from Halloween to New Year's, it's on. And even now, we're keeping the tree up. I keep it up as long as possible until I need to deep clean the house. And I've had enough of the the after Christmas clutter. But um, the in the holiday season, we love to drink hot chocolate and have a fire in our fireplace and watch Hallmark movies with our tree lights on. And I think it... M was probably two, maybe three. It was either a first or second um, Christmas in in the house that we're in. When he said, Mama, when we get home today, can we turn on the Christmas tree lights and drink hot chocolate and watch Hallmark movies? <laughs> it was like, this is such a proud <laughs> moment for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, we can do that. I would love nothing more than to do that with you. And it was probably like the second week of November. Like it was, it was earlier than oh some people goodness. approve of putting up a Christmas tree. And I'm pretty sure my husband just rolled his eyes and was like, "What have you done?" <laughs> but we did that. We did exactly that when we got home that night after dinner. Um, so winters can be hard. Especially Februarys. I hate <laughs> Februarys. <laughs> um, you know, that we can get through the holidays. Like, that gives us something to look forward to. Lots of excitement. In both of our families, we have some January birthdays. So that kind of gives you a little something to look forward to and a little something fun in January. But by February, it is the longest short month. <laughs> it just drags on, and I hate it every year. Um, so my husband and I always plan a little mini getaway, like mid to late February every year, just so I have something to look forward to, to kind of help with the the winter blues. Um, so I totally understand that sometimes you just need a break in the winter, especially, and that it's okay to ask for help. So hopefully, uh, you all have a support system or someone that you can turn to when, when you're having a tough time and just need a moment of that ever precious quiet time away from the kiddos yeah if nothing else um send the link to this podcast to one of your friends who you trust with your children and then tell them hey there's an idea at the end of it listen for that idea and here's your idea uh have your friends over or trade kids or something just to give yourself um, a little bit of a break. So maybe your kids go to their house for dinner one night and then their kids come to your house for dinner the next night. Um, or we've done before where I know there've been times where like I've left to go to the grocery store all alone, like left my kids at your house or vice versa. Uh, Emma has come to our house so you could 
run an errand. And it, I mean, it's, it's a 30 minute thing and I'm already doing the thing with my kids anyway. So your kid can join. And it's that kind of thing that I, I have to believe every mom understands that please don't make me take my kids into the grocery store one more time. Can you watch them for one second um, moment? And I can't imagine there's a whole lot of people that are going to tell you no, if you guys are any kind of friends with each other. And like I said, yeah, just trade. And if you're really good friends, maybe you can trade for like a sleepover or um, a date night or something like that. So uh, something that we do a lot and we used to do it more with our husband's work schedules when it was like we were felt like single momming most nights um, <laughs> yeah, during the week, especially. Ugh. Yeah. We would um, just alternate like one day a week who made dinner. So like, you know, this week on Monday, you're all coming over here and I'll make dinner and the kids can play outside if it's warm enough. And if not, they can, you know, jump on the trampoline and flip on the couch and, <laughs> and do whatever. Um, and we can talk and be grownups and, feel slightly social. Um, and then next week on Tuesday, we'll come to your house and you'll make dinner. And it was, it's never anything extravagant. It's like, you know, pizza or chicken nuggets or spaghetti or whatever is semi healthy sometimes. And that the kids will eat, (laughs) build your own taco night is always a winner. So Mm -hmm. everyone can just pick whatever goodies they like and make it the way they want. Um, But it was, it's just a relief, one, to know that, like, the kids are going to kind of entertain each other, two, that you're going to get some adult interaction, and three, that you don't have to worry about dinner for one night. Yes. So those were always um, nights that that I looked forward to, and we don't do it as much these days, but we still do it, and the kids always love it, and it's a little, like, after-school treat for them, because usually we don't do a lot of things on weeknights. So when they do have something special, it's always big fun. Um, And another one that we are lucky enough to have in our family, because we have all the grandparents, so many grandparents, is uh, sleep over to the grandparents' house. They're always more than willing to to spend some time with them and keep him busy and play with him. And used to take him places, don't really take him places now. But um, sometimes we forget to ask, you know, I don't, I just get into that, like, well, we do it cause he's our kid and we, we, we have to take care of him. That's what we do. Even on the tough days, even when we're exhausted and he wakes up early, no matter whether it's Saturday or not. And, um, but you know, they're always there and we just sometimes forget to ask for that help when we, when we do need it. So We hope that everyone feels okay asking for help, whether it's from grandparents or friends or whoever is in your village and is helping you raise your kiddos. So when we're stuck inside for weeks and months on end, especially in the winter time, it's probably fine if the kids have indoor Olympics sometimes. Mm 